Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's Season 3, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print at AmericanaMusicMagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana Music Industry's super talented artists. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is home for Eris Paul. He is an Americana songwriter and guitarist, and my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. He has just released his first full-length album, Drive All Night. Listen in while we have a conversation about his latest CD. Hi, Eris. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon. Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Glad we get a chance to to speak with you. You are currently... uh, in the northern part of the country, Pennsylvania, is that right? Yep, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. All right, cool. Um, looking over some of the uh, the notes that uh, that I had about your your music, it looks to me like you uh, you were you kind of inherited this this music thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my dad was a uh, was a touring guitar player in the seventies and eighties. So lucky me, all of his uh, road gear was kind of littered throughout the house. Uh, so I was about nine or ten when I started playing around with his guitars. <laughs> so you kind of skipped over the blocks and Legos and went straight to guitar strings and uh, uh, picks, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. It was, I guess, cheaper than getting uh, getting new toys, right? Right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that uh, indoctrination into the music, and uh, uh, you know, whatever part of your dad's history feels appropriate. Just give me give me a little bit of your story. Sure. Um, well, my my dad and uncle actually had a had a hand in um, Pittsburgh's blues scene. Oh, cool! Uh, back in the eighties, um, they founded uh, Excuses Bar, which is a little corner bar on the south side of Pittsburgh. Um, and back then in the eighties, Pittsburgh didn't really have much of a music scene um, outside of the big, you know, touring acts that would come to the uh, right the bigger arenas and those type of venues. So what was cool is that a lot of the old blues greats that would be playing, you know, shows at some of the medium-sized clubs, they would get word that they had to come down and check out this little dive bar oh, on cool. the south side because that's where all the musicians were playing late at night. Yeah. And we've had uh, Junior Wells, uh, Philip Walker, a lot of the old blues greats. We even had uh, Bruce Willis. Uh, oh, really? Come okay. in and play. Yeah. <laughs> if you can believe that, he came in. He was filming uh, Striking Distance. Yeah. Um. 
the older movie uh, where he's the boat cop. They, were, they filmed that in Pittsburgh. Okay. And sure enough, the, uh, he came down and played the harmonica with the, uh, with the house band, which is really cool. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, he actually, I think, had a had a bluesish kind of album, maybe in the late eighties or nineties, I think. Anyway, yeah, so. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I the, the the only downside is that I didn't really get to experience a lot of that stuff firsthand. Oh, okay. Um, I was I wasn't I wasn't really born and I wasn't born until ninety one. So a lot of the uh, the glory days of the bar, musically speaking, I kind of have to hear secondhand. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh, and 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 you you still kind of yourself got started pretty young, right? I, I think I read uh, around the age of sixteen. Yeah, um, that was when I got more into songwriting. I started playing um, guitars when I was nine. Um, you know, you start playing little little rock bands you'd make with your friends. Yeah, yeah. And um, ar- around um, around fourteen, fifteen, I started getting more into songwriting. And um, I think around sixteen, we. Um, I was working on some, I guess, you'd, uh, more Americana. I kind of always liked to jump around between blues, southern rock, and, and folk and country. And we sent some of those songs uh, down to a, uh, one of these publishing houses in, uh, in Nashville. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they, they was, we, we, my dad and I didn't really know what we were doing. We're like, yeah, these are, we think they're good. Let's send them down there yeah. and see what they say. Yeah. And um, sure enough, uh, somebody got back to us and said, we, we'd like to record these songs. And, um I, you know, I got to go down around, uh, I think, 17, which was, uh, you know, pretty pretty impactful on, on a young Oh, kid. yeah, right. Still high school um, age, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, that was – the songs, I guess, at the time, they were what you'd expect from a 17-year-old. They weren't really – I was more into the guitar and the, uh, you know, you know maybe the cool solos here and there. I didn't think it was that um, – lyrically i guess mature and um it's about 10 years later we're, we're just releasing the first uh actual i guess what i what i'd be what i'd be proud to call the first record yeah yeah um, <laughs> so there's definitely been a lot of growing up in there well it's it sounds like um uh you certainly had a lot of uh cool influences uh, along the way, and and I was reading where you got a really interesting piece of advice. I, I'm not sure if you remember what I'm referring to. Um, a fellow by the name of Norman, maybe I see in the notes here, but it says, uh, "Oh yeah, find out what you want to say and say it as best you can." Um, yeah. T- t- tell me exactly. how that impacted your life. Um, well, that was the cool thing about all of these these Pittsburgh musicians is that they were they were all like family to us. Um, so it was so cool. You know, on a Sunday, I would go hang out with Norm Nardini, who was um, he was a big deal back in the uh, in the seventies and eighties, and he still is here in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Um, he, uh, he he just he decided to help me write songs because he liked what I was doing. So we'd we'd work on stuff together all afternoon. And I remember he told me that, and I was and that's just kind of that always stuck with me. So I'm always revising things and trying to figure out how to say something you know, as concisely as possible. It, it, um, uh, I read somewhere where you said you felt like that, um, your, your playing was your greatest asset. I, I, I watched a couple of YouTube videos and certainly, um, uh, y- you seem to have, uh, been able to find yourself quite a f- accomplished guitar player. Is, is that, um, the songwriting for you, did that, 
I, I'm, I'm guessing came along uh, after the the guitar playing for yourself. Oh yeah, I, I actually started with um before we started going to Nashville with like you know the more A B written structured songs. I, I spent most of my time with working on instrumentals. You know, um, I, I'd sit in my room and I'd, I'd you know slowly acquire more and more you know, the do-it-yourself recording gear, I'd save up and buy a tape recorder. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'd do, you know, everything from the, you know, the cop shootout type funk songs to, you know, banjo. I just, I loved recording instrumentals. Right, right. And then, and then over time, I started to, you know, I always enjoyed writing. And for, I guess it took me a while to just put the two together and, you know, write about stuff that I, I thought was interesting and different perspectives that I that I thought were cool to talk about. Is this something that you're working on now full time, or do you have other things that you do? It, it is. It is basically full time. Um, I do. I actually do road paving in the summer, which is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> Hot, uh, I'm sure. It, it, yeah, it's definitely. Um, it's it's not the easiest job, but um, I've I've done it all my life, and um, what's nice is that it gives me the winter time to to focus on music. And um, and at the same time, it, it, it's hard to uh, to make a full time living, you know, when you're just starting out with music. And, um, you know, my, my band currently, I'd say we work pretty, pretty regularly, maybe three to four times a week. So um, it's nice to have a have a job to fall back on. And and eventually we're we're, we're hoping every year we save up and we're hoping maybe this year with the uh, with the album, we'll, we'll be able to uh, finally start touring full time. So where where do you find yourself playing most right now? You said with a band, do you do solo gigs as well? Oh yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of uh, solo gigs. Um, what's I think what's cool about you know developing your craft by yourself is that you can you can go out and uh, and get those kind of shows. And um, a lot of my bigger shows have actually been solo acoustic openings. Um, okay. I've opened for. Uh, Davey Knowles, Eric Summers, uh, Raylan Nelson, uh, Willie Nelson's granddaughter, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones, Way Down Wanderers, um, and some of the some of the acoustic shows are actually the most fun because you really get to, you know, just lose yourself and and at the same time, you know, hopefully if you're doing it right, win over a lot of musicians. Yeah, um, yeah. But the, but the band is kind of the same thing if you organize the show right we like to cut loose and have a good time and uh, i'd say right now we play mostly around the northeast um we've had shows in jersey we've had shows in michigan um Mm -hmm. as far south as nashville as far north as probably upper new york so it's 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 the northeast but yeah we're we're hoping to eventually start pushing out into the further into the midwest and west coast oh yeah cool cool you mentioned a couple minutes ago that you you felt like you kind of leaned more towards the Americana sound. I, I was reading where you a lot of your influences were kind of all over the map with the blues, funk, soul, country. Um, yeah. So, where do you feel like? How would you best describe it? Um, you know, when I was listening to it, it, it kind of had that. Um, almost that indie feel at times, uh, some of your songs. Do you, can, mm-hmm. can you, uh, can you, can you pin it down for us a little bit? What, what, for somebody who hasn't heard your music, what are they, 
um, you know, what can they expect when they when they dial into one of your one of your yeah, videos or songs? This is honestly probably one of the hardest things we've had to do had to do <laughs> is figuring out how to describe it to people. Yeah. Um, we we tend to describe it as um, uh, you know, one third blues, one third rock, and one third country. Okay. Um, we we kind of give it the uh, we give it the moniker. We we call it red eyed road music. It's kind of all the stuff you want to listen to you know, when you're driving out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's guitar intensive. Um, I'd say it always has an element of twang, which gives it that Americana country stuff. Right, right. And um, I think there's a lot of, there's some blues there and there's definitely some rock. So it it's, um, I think what I think is cool about it is that it, it kind of moves in a way that makes sense. So, you know, where a lot of albums nowadays are kind of fractured and designed to sell, you know, single songs or whatever, or a certain mm-hmm. hit. Right, um, right. We're, we're still trying to make that work, the flows you kind of want to listen to. And um, I think the new album does that well. It, it kind of starts off very intense with a lot of rock and roll and eventually sort of settles into a, to, you know, to more of a Southern rock groove. And then by the end of it, you've, you've pretty much got full uh, bluegrass yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you. So, how does a guy who writes country rock, rock, southern rock, twang end up winning an award for a bluegrass song? <laughs> That's a good question. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't expecting that myself, honestly. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm talking think, about the song "Rambler's Creed." Maybe give us a quick yeah. background about about that and and the award. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking through some of the liner notes. I kind of kind of sprung that on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. 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 That's um. I think a lot of what makes it hard to pin down is that I think it depends on the arrangement. Um, and what we, ha- what we see is when we, when we do it just acoustically or less, just me playing a song, then it's sort of a lot of that music kind of falls into the folk uh, bluegrass side. Mm-hmm. And then when you give it electric guitars and organ, then that it's Southern rock all of a sudden. Right. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, that one, that was a song that I've been working on for a couple years. And um, I had the guitar hooked down, and um, I just kind of wanted to make one of those those road songs with you know that crazy guitar riff that keeps going, and um, that's actually usually my that's like my uh, I guess we call that the free bird in our set yeah. like to, <laughs> to close with that because it always gets a good reaction. Um, but yeah, I think uh, a lot of people tell me that singing wise, my voice has a twang to it. Um, and that, I think that kind of puts it in the country uh-huh. uh, realm. And then when you when you do a certain accompaniment like acoustic and mandolin, that kind of that kind of gives you that full bluegrass feel. So the the new album, I, I guess it's your uh, first uh, maybe official solo project is is Drive All Night. Tell me a little bit about yeah. that. That is that that just came out, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, that that yeah, we just released that actually in well uh, about two weeks ago. So, okay, um, right. we're we're pretty excited about it. I always wanted to make um like I said, I like I like albums that sort of have a theme, you know, that kind of flow together. And um, this is this is something that uh, a lot of musicians you know know about is being stuck out in the middle of nowhere, you know, between gigs. Yeah, you know, you're t- you're tired, you're worn out, but you just got to keep going. Yeah, and um. That, I mean, it's pretty much something that I do all the time, um, including in the summertime when I'm paving. Um, 
I, I work as a truck driver for a painting company, so I've, I've pretty much been driving most of my life. <laughs> so it seemed like a logical first place to start, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was sort of, I want to make uh, sort of a little bit of everything that I love in music, a little bit of Southern rock, a little bit of, you know, you know, that folk and country feel and, and bluegrass. And uh, there's a few funk and rock songs in there, so... I think it's definitely that um, sort of windows down kind of music. And, and are all of these originals? Did you or are any covers or songs that were written for, uh, by somebody else? No, no, they're they're, they're all originals. Okay. actually. awesome. Um, yeah, we have a few. We have a few um, local musicians that that feature their voices, or or one um, one features harmonica on it. Um, we got to get a lot of our friends in the in the Pittsburgh community to lend their talents to it. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm I'm proud to to say that a lot of these songs are um, ones that I've written, ones that I've played in Nashville, and some of them are a little bit older. But, okay. Um, it was kind of going into the first album that you don't really want to overlook some things, and um, we've we've got like the next two or three albums written. Really at, cool. At the same time, yeah, we're yeah we're trying to reduce the turnaround this time i mean it took about <laughs> three or four years to do this one we're yeah. hoping to get the next one out by <laughs> by this time next year again okay but but yeah i was it, it was kind of hard because we had a lot of new songs that we were excited to put on it but it, it's more about having the right song right and um right there were a few there are a few older tunes that seemed more fitting to this this album and um and likewise, there were some newer ones that got cut just because it didn't seem to, it just didn't seem to work out for this one. So, um, I think a lot of songwriters do that. You know, you you have you sort of have a whole, you know, collective work to choose from and pick and yeah. pull from, and uh, you know that, like I said, that the album arranging is really, really something that's important to me. Now the the. The recording itself, did you do that with your present band or work with some different musicians? Will the folks that played with you on the record be the, the same guys that go out and, and tour with you? Uh, yes and no, actually. Um, there's a lot of... It, it's it's cool. It's sort of um, a lot of friends lending all their talent, a lot of studio musicians that I work with. Yeah. Um, we all work for for a studio uh, down in the city uh, of Pittsburgh, Red Cayman, and um, we we work on a lot of people's projects, sort of like a I guess you could call it like a like a like a less um, what is it like the Swampers and Muscle Shoals, except we don't really record any hits, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. sort of sort of like that I guess yeah. you could say. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool because um, I play with these guys a lot, and some of them do play in the full time band, and. Um, I think that's kind of what's cool about the uh, the musician community is that we all play in each other's projects. Yeah, yeah, that is so, cool. So, yeah, yeah they, they definitely helped me out with this one. Uh, so, yeah. So, the, it, it just came out. What does it look like now for you to, to, to get out and, and move this record about and, and get some exposure and, and tour? Is there, I, I you mentioned earlier you were hoping this would be the one. Do you have... Uh, things already lined up? Is that in the works yet? Where, where do you plan on uh, traveling with this record? We're, we're starting to um, get some, some good regional attention. We've gotten regular airplay here in Pittsburgh, and we can definitely fill our calendar with, with shows here in Pittsburgh. Um, I think what's what's hard about you know contemporary music 
in, in any genre, not just Americana and country, is it, it's a lot harder than people think to get out there and start playing regularly. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's really not something that you can you can do by yourself. You need you need booking agents, management, all that stuff. Right. And um, and that all costs money. So that's that's why I pave roads in the summertime to you know to throw all that <laughs> money at yeah. this project. You know, with, with the host. And maybe maybe this year I won't have to go back. So yeah, yeah, I feel you. That, yeah. that wasn't the case this this winter. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but on the bright side, we finished the record. So I'm I'm uh, yeah. I'm happy about that. But yeah. Now th- you said this was your first solo project. Have have you done some other recordings prior to this? Yeah, I um I did a um I'd say another twenty twenty some tracks in Nashville. Um, I worked for uh, for a label, Plateau Music. They um they sort of shop certain songs around. Um, that was back when I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Okay, a lot of it was um. I guess I'd call it more radio-friendly country. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I didn't really... I, we ended up not liking the music. My dad and I went down, and we were kind of blown away just to be in the company of Nashville right. studio players. Yeah. It was sort of awe-inspiring. And then later we came back, and we were listening to it, and um, that's what's so, it's so nice to always have a second set of ears, and, and it's especially cool that it happens to be my dad's. And he was sure. like, well, what do you think of it? And um, I was always into you know, the counterculture country bands, you know, Whiskey Town, Drive-By Truckers. Right, they're they're right. more on the Southern Rock side. Yeah. Um, but I started to get really cynical and I was like, oh, I don't really like any of this. So yeah. I, I was kind of I, I was kind of happy to be there and happy to have my songs being shopped around to some bigger artists. But at the same time, I just, I, I some of the songs were okay and I might re-record them, but I, I didn't really... It just didn't feel like me, and um, right. that was another that was another quote. I, I don't think I included that, but um, I got to meet with uh, Tim Owens, who was uh, Brad Paisley, yeah. and I think Sugarland's songwriter, mm-hmm. and um, really nice guy, really incredible musician. And he he said, "You just got to find the, the same way Norm said. You have to figure out what you want to say." Timo and said, you have to find out, you know, who you are and what it is that you want to say. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. I kind of figured out that, you know, this, the, the popular side wasn't really me. And yeah. if I like rock and roll and all that stuff, I just find a way to, you know, make my own style. So yeah. I think that's, that's what a lot of contemporary, uh, you know, good country rock is, you know, you have people like Jason Isbell, um, that use their, different perspective to write some really incredible music right yeah yeah that's cool so uh, again the new album is drive all night where can folks uh reach out get in touch with you find a copy of the record listen to some of your music yeah um it's 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 everywhere we uh we use cd baby for everything which is kind of it kind of takes some of the stress out of it it's on spotify ice and pandora okay um we we also threw it up on SoundCloud uh, for free if people want to check it out because the main thing is just getting people to you know take a take a minute to take a listen and hopefully if they like it then start tuning in. Yeah, and tell us your website. Uh, it's uh, and- uh, It features all the all the music, all the uh, all the stuff that we're working on, shows, um, that kind of thing. And it's Aris A R I S only one R right. 
A R I S P A U L B A N D dot com. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah, good. Well, thanks, Eris. Enjoy talking to you, man. This is good stuff. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.